Yeah, yeah, man. It's Monday, the best day of the week. Who doesn't love Monday, right? I mean, that's that was uh, you know Garfield's whole existence was based on the fact that he adored Mondays, right? He would get up every Monday and be like, "Yes, a new week." And that was that was Garfield. He was very energetic. Ener- en- <sighs> fucking Mondays, energetic feline. No, Mondays, you know. I'll tell you who loves Mondays, my parents. Because they haven't had... (laughs) Monday has not meant anything (laughs) to them except, oh, it's just another day off. (laughs) My in-laws, too, who are... uh, who both retired last year, but my mom, my mom's been retired since 2009. Like, that's the dream. That's what you want to do, right? To be able to retire at an early enough age that you are able-bodied and able-minded enough to spend the next decades and decades just enjoying like when I think about it, I just think like I should have I should have paid close attention to my parents and I should have followed exactly their lead. I should have followed exactly what they the only problem is like I just I fucking hate <laughs> I couldn't have followed my mom's lead because that would have meant I'd be a third grade teacher, which means I would fucking my head would explode. Something bad. I mean, I would have. I would have told some kid they like, you know, shut the fuck up, or something would have happened <laughs> at some point. Uh, but when I think about it, like my my mom hasn't been on a job interview since the seventies. He's not that I am aware of. And uh, yeah, you know, she got to do stuff for enjoyment. You know, get her. I don't know, a decade ago, she got uh, a real estate license and did did a little bit of that. And then, you know, it's just, they, and they're not, and my dad's been retired. I mean, he retired from teaching 20 years ago and he could have just said, yep, that's it. In 2002, uh, he could have just said, no, I'm, I'm good, man. I'm done. I'm done, baby. He was 55, when I think about that too, he was 55 when he retired. I mean, that's right, the retirement age. And he went into a a totally new career, uh, which he had already been uh, easing his way into for the last uh, three or four years prior to that. Five years, I don't even, 10 years, whatever. Uh, But then he went and, you know, he said, I'm going to retire from the, the teaching gig and I'm going to go do the thing that I've always wanted to do. And then he spent the next uh, 12 years or so. I mean, really the last 20 years, because he still does, he still does stuff. If somebody calls him and says, Hey, I want you to, you know, can you come up to New York and do my wedding? Can you come into my dad died? Can you come do the funeral? And he doesn't do it as much these days, but he still does that stuff. If somebody asks and he's, available but otherwise you know i talk to them and i oh, just it's like well and they say i don't even uh, 
they don't I don't even know what day it is. I hear that and I'm like, oh, that's nice. That's great. I know exactly what day it is. The only time sometimes I don't know what day it is because I'm so <laughs> I'm so knee deep. No, not knee deep. I'm so eyeballs deep and beyond my eyeballs deep in work that I don't even know. Like yesterday I did some work. It was a Sunday. The only reason I knew that is because football was on. And I tell you, it's not easy, but you know, being a being a my parents were both teachers. Being a teacher nowadays, I just it sounds like the worst job in the world. And you know, once upon a time, now it depends on what state too, which is unfortunate. That's kind of a weird thing, right? Like every state has the choice to be as good or as shitty as they choose. And there's a lot of states that just choose to be shitty in a lot of ways. New Hampshire uh, made a choice long ago that they were going to not just, you know, we're not going to be, we don't need to be leaders in education. We don't need to have the best public schools or even the second or third or fourth or fifth or sixth or seventh or eighth or ninth. I don't know. I don't know where they would rank. It's certainly, you know, let's, let's be honest. New Hampshire, it ain't Mississippi, right? It's, it ain't Arkansas and these places that are consistently West Virginia, you know, these places that are always at the very, very bottom of like every list where you do not want to be on the bottom, you know, education levels, income levels, all that stuff. Uh, and then they're at the top of the lists of things you don't want to be at the top of. But anyway, uh, and New Hampshire's not the best, not the worst. Um, but it's certainly, I can tell you what, I can tell you one thing. They sure as hell don't pay their teachers anything. And then I've said this before, what you get from that is you, <laughs> sadly enough, you get really some of the best teachers you're ever going to meet because that's when you know, wow, they're not in it for the money because you can't be. And it's not to say any teaching job, you know, even the even the the well-paid teachers in Massachusetts and New York and California and those kind of places, uh, you know, the Washington, D.C. area, Virginia, those kind of places that pay very well uh, relative to a lot of other places that, you know, as a public school teacher. But I'll tell you <laughs> that <laughs> where I'm upstate New York, where I'm from, and and I get it. Like most of my, I have so many friends who went on to become teachers, and they've been teachers for the last you know, fifteen years, ten, fifteen, twenty years, whatever. Uh, because the cost of living is insanely reasonable. You're going to get paid well as a teacher, and look, you can go on. I I look at my friends all the time. You can go on the New York State, whatever. Some fucking I forgot the name of it, but you can see any any New York State employee. You can just type in their name and see their salary. And I'm always curious to know, like, yeah, what are what are some of my teacher friends making these days? And some I say, I look at, it, I say, ooh, that's kind of low. Most of them I look and I say, huh, that's it's been a long time since I've, you know, I'm I'm a. I'm a few jobs removed from a salary like that, but still, 
to not have to go through the effort every few months or every few years to try and find a new job, and maybe this one's going to end, and maybe the contract's going to end, or there's going to be layoffs maybe. There's always the threat of like, am I going to be... Am I going to have this job in a year from now? I'm going to have this job, you know, whatever. Um, what is this? Oh, for God's sakes. Uh, okay, sure. Great. Fine. I don't even know how. I don't even know. Anyway, um, I'm looking at work emails and it's it's too early for that. I'm just... I just don't. I just wanted it to, to be a Monday where I, I shouldn't have looked at the email. It's it's before we're pre nine o'clock right now. Anyway, uh, that's another thing. You know what? My parents didn't have to deal with <laughs> email. <laughs> oh man, can you imagine? I mean, what a what a time! And and yes, they did have to deal with email. They obviously worked during you know after the internet came out and high speed internet and computers and all that stuff. So yes, of course they had emails uh, at work in the in the in the final years of their uh, of their teaching career. But man, you think about today, like the number of emails these teachers get. And the availability that they have, like a lot of them care and they say, oh, you can email me anytime. Oh, boy. That's like uh, kiss, of, kiss of death. Just dug your own grave. Email me anytime. Uh-oh. <laughs> and I don't take advantage of that because I, I, you know, I, I sometimes I just, I, I kind of sit there and I'm like, what is it that everybody has to be so frequently in contact with teachers about? Like, what is the fucking problem? I don't know, man. Like, I've had, I've had emails with my kids' teachers, and it's mostly just like, whatever. Hey, thanks for sending this home with my kid. That was really helpful. Uh, this article about something. I don't know. Uh, last year, you know, but my oldest, who is very similar to me, has, uh, you know, certainly has one foot in the. In the waters of ADHD, uh, at the very least, um, and had a uh, had a, and the person didn't put the people on the email who should be on the email. It drives me nuts. I fucking hate. It's the kind of shit that will get me like bent out of shape for the rest of the day when I see an email that's just like, oh Christ, what what am I supposed to do with this? <sighs> Anyway, uh, uh, what was I saying? God damn it. See? Oh, yeah. Ironically, I was talking about how my kid has the, my oldest has the ADHD tendencies. And depending on who you talk to has ADHD. I mean, kid has ADHD. Hasn't been diagnosed officially, but I mean, let's be honest. It's so many similarities so many it's like it's it it's been like watching myself go back through elementary and middle school again and when i got to middle school i really didn't have any you know there weren't any real serious problems and my kids in middle school and doesn't have, like gets the homework done before they even get home from school i mean it's crazy stuff and that's when i that's when i turned it around was in 6th grade as i may have mentioned i st- i had an autobiography due for mrs gay's class and it was the first time ever that we had a full two weeks of Christmas vacation because Christmas was on a Wednesday back in 1991. 
And this project was due on January 6th, which don't don't bother looking at the calendar. I'll just tell you right now that was the Monday after the holiday break. It was the latest that we had ever gone back to school. It was the longest we had ever had vacation. It was it was amazing, except for the fact that I had a big assignment due the Monday after Christmas break. Now we had a lot of time to do it. She gave us time during class to work on it pretty regularly, take home, do do one thing a night and work on it so that when you get to Christmas vacation, you just have to put the finishing touches on it and you're done. I'm not that person. I didn't do that at all. I had a few things completed and I had a whole bunch of shit that I still needed to do. And I spent two weeks feeling sick to my stomach about work that I could have just sat down and finished before even getting to Christmas. And instead, I sat there all week one, all through Christmas, all through the New Year's thing, and all, like everything, just thinking, oh my God, I got the project. To do. And I used to do that to myself all the time. I just torture myself instead of just doing shit. And then after I, <laughs> on January 5th, the Sunday before uh, we're back to school after the holidays, I came to my parents and said, I got a project to do. I need some help. And they're like, it's 10.30 p.m. on a Sunday. And it wasn't that late, but it was around dinner time, a little after dinner time. And my dad stayed up all night typing it up for me. <laughs> So really, I, sh- I didn't need to be worried at all. I'm like, oh, good. Well, my dad's just going to do my paper. No, but I had to write. I obviously did have to write it. So I sat there feverishly just writing, writing, writing page after page after page for my autobiography. There are all these different topics, all this, you know, who is your hero? What's your favorite this? What do you? What's your fondest memory of that? What's your oh, easy stuff, quite frankly, and I made it harder than it was. That's what I do. That's what I always do, just like right now I see an email that's fairly simple, fairly harmless, and I can't stop thinking about it. I'm not going to respond to it anytime soon, but I am going to let it get inside my head and have me worried for the rest of the day, and it will uh, now impede the work that I was planning to do in a few minutes when I sit down at 9 o'clock to begin my day. That's how it, that's how it goes. It's, it's, a, it's like living in a torture chamber that you and only you... <laughs> have created and have the ability to turn off but you don't so good fun oh good and somebody ah fantastic and there somebody responded to uh yeah somebody responded to the email and put the right people on it look at that I didn't have to do anything. Somebody actually responded to the email correctly. Ah, shit's going to get done. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Fanta- fantastico. <laughs> um, but anyways, the I, I've mentioned this before. I handed in my autobiography, and I had never felt – I felt so good that Monday. I felt so shitty during two weeks that should have been really fun. And there were some fun moments. Because I got Spider-Man for the Sega Genesis. I got Road Rash for the Sega Genesis. We spent the whole Christmas vacation. That was the one time that my parents played video games because they got so into that game. Riding motorcycles and punching and kicking people on the motorcycle. I mean, that's, that's a great game. I'm kind of surprised they haven't figured out a way to, like, put that game on uh, something. Like, to just re... And it's an electronic arts game, too. It's EA. You think with all the money, they've got all the money in the world. Put something together. Just throw us a bone. 
Throw me a freaking bone here. Like, put the fucking game, redo it, reboot it, whatever. With the nice graphics, the next gen, everything. And you ride motorcycles and punch people. That's, That's not to love. Riding motorcycles in a motorcycle race where you get to punch people. Or hit them with a spike club. Fuck, that's great. I guess maybe because now you can just... I don't know. Well, you can't really do that on Grand Theft Auto. You can steal a motorcycle. You can shoot somebody from a motorcycle, but like punching. And maybe that's it. Maybe they just assume like, who wants to punch anymore when you could just shoot? <sighs> anyway. Um, so yeah, that, that the weekend after we were back from the holidays, it was the first time in my life ever. I still remember so many Sunday nights in elementary school and early sixth grade probably where I would get in bed. I mean, I would get in bed early. Like, it'd still be light out. I remember getting in bed and just feeling sick to my stomach because tomorrow is school. Just sick, sick, sick to my stomach in elementary school. And then in sixth grade, that first weekend after the holiday break, I came home on a Friday uh, I believe that the only thing I did when I came home uh, prior to doing my homework was I went to the bathroom. I think that's about it. I went to the bathroom. Didn't have a snack, didn't do a TV, nothing. The stuff that I would normally do for six, seven years, coming home, throwing my backpack on the floor and ignoring it until the last minute. And, uh, and, uh, you know, watching TV, playing video games, have a friend over, go to a friend's house, you know, all this stuff. Yeah, have snacks, have a bowl of cereal, whatever. I would do all that shit. And then it would get to be like, you know, after dinner and then it's like six thirty, seven o'clock. And I said, oh, no, my homework. And so this Friday after Christmas vacation, I came home. I had, uh, you know, not a ton of homework, but enough enough that would have kept me thinking about it all weekend long. And then on Sunday night, I would have said, oh, shit. So instead, I came home, and at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I was sitting there finishing my homework, uh, which was done by, like, I don't know, 3.30. If, if even that, it was like, yeah, it was a half hour, 45 minutes. I think I used to get home at about 2.45, 2.50. And uh, I probably, I probably got going on my homework by three at the very latest, and was done by four at the very latest, if not much, much sooner. And then that was it. The rest of the school year, I just come home, and the first thing I do is my homework, and then I'm done with it. And it changed my fucking life. Changed my life. Anyway, my oldest has figured that out. Uh, somewhere in sixth grade, because elementary school used to be, whew, man, there were some there were some moments <laughs> where there'd be an hour, uh, an hour of hysterics and crying, and uh, you know, just and your heart just breaks because it's like you look at the homework, it's like it's maybe ten minutes, maybe twenty on a bad day. Um, but it's an hour of getting worked up about the, and, uh, and what happened was, uh, we were, uh, you know, a very smart person said, yeah, your child is already mad at how mad they're going to be. They know they're going to get mad at the amount of homework, no matter what it is. And they're mad at themselves already because they know they're going to get mad. 
and they feel trapped in that like vicious cycle. And so we would have to, you know, we'd have to like just calm the poor child down. And then they'd, and then they'd finally just say, okay, I got to do the homework. And they'd sit there and they'd fuck around <laughs> for another hour and they'd have like half a problem done. And then you'd be like, all right, bedtime is in like 10 minutes. And then they'd go, it's done. Like eight minutes later, the whole thing, you know, front and back, and then the next page, and then the reading and the writing, like it's all just done. And it's like, yeah, that's, but you, yeah, your mind fucking fucks you, man. Your mind gets you thinking all kinds of things and like, oh my God, I, I'm never going to be able to start this homework because if I can't do it perfectly, then I can't do it at all. <sighs> and then that's the thing. When I got to middle school, I realized like, oh, because I got my first, that was the thing. I never had any, any bad grades in elementary school ever. And I got my first, uh, I think it was like a 40 that I got on a spelling test one, one Friday. And I came home and I just remember riding my bike. I came home and I was so terrified. Like I'd never gotten a grade. Like that's, a, that's an F. I don't get Fs. My parents are going to literally kill me. They're going to run me over with the car and say, oh, well, we didn't, we failed with this one. Let's, at least, at least there's another child who maybe can give some success and not bring great shame to this family (laughs) of learned teachers. So I came home and I rode, I just rode my bike around the neighborhood, just trying to like, I don't know. Like, what can I do? What am I going to do? Because you had, oh, that was the thing. You had to get those, that shit signed. If you failed any, you know, spelling quiz or whatever, you had to get it signed by your parents. Well, a parent, a guardian, whatever. Whoa, watch out, Toby. Uh, and so I rode my bike around the neighborhood. <laughs> rode it and just, oh my gosh. I could have been doing homework. That was a Friday. That was like in the fall. That was maybe October, early in the school year. And I got that failing grade on the quiz and had to get it signed. And I just, instead of coming home and just like doing some homework, I rode my bike around all afternoon and I said, oh my God, I got to figure out a way to like tell my, what am I going to do? And so my mom uh, came home and we uh, went to the grocery store for some reason. I don't know. I just remember I was in the, I was in the car in a price chopper parking lot in Glenville and before we went into the store, I said, uh, Mom, I have to show you something, and you're not going to like it. It's really, truly terrible. It's the worst thing I've ever done, and I don't know what else to say. <laughs> really, I built it up, to, and then I handed the paper, and she was like, oh, okay. You got a, you got a four out of ten on your spelling test. And then she, and then the six words that I got wrong, she goes, okay, uh, how do you spell whatever it was? And I spelled it. Yep. Okay. How do you spell? And she went through all six words. I spelled all of them correctly. She goes, okay. So you got, you know, you got hung up on the test, but you obviously know how to spell these words. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. And then, and then signed the thing and that was it. And that was that was what I needed. I wish that it had happened in like first grade. I wish I had gotten a failing grade on something in first grade because when it happens, 
yeah, yeah, I got all worked up about it. And then my mom was like, all right, well, you've never gotten a grade like this, uh, you know, and you know how to spell the words. Study a little bit harder next time, I suppose, and we'll sit down and help you study. Okay. And I was like, oh, oh, I didn't, I lived through that? I didn't die. Oh, my, my parents didn't choke me to death. <laughs> my parents didn't, like, take me out to the middle of the woods and shoot me. Tie me to the railroad tracks. A four out of ten? <laughs> so, that was what was like, okay, it's not that big of a deal. So, it, that helped, like, failing helped the perfectionism thing because it was like, oh, okay. Well, I finally, I finally got that out of the way and I failed something. And uh, now I can just move on with my life. And I spent the next several months still procrastinating my work. But then it was that autobiography thing that uh, the following weekend I came home and I said on Friday, I'm going to fucking beat the shit out of this homework. And I did. And then my dad came home from work and he was sitting at the table reading the newspaper. By the way, like the very thought. I mean, and he was home by, I don't know, 3, 3.30. Like every day, the very thought of getting home from work at, at that reasonable an hour after, you know, on the worst of days, on the absolute worst of days when traffic is just backed up at a standstill on a Friday night, your commute is 15 to 20 minutes on the worst day. And just the thought like he got home and he was... Uh, you know, having his coffee, having his toast, reading his newspaper. And it's like, oh, my God, man. Yeah, really simpler times. He still reads his newspapers. He loves his newspapers. I've subscribed to the newspapers many times over the last uh, decade. And I always end up because it's just I just have a pile of newspapers that I'm never going to read. That's what happens. Could I make time to read the newspaper? Maybe. But I don't have that kind of time. I don't have time for much. I have a little bit of time to do this podcast. Every once in a while, I can sneak it in before <laughs> before work starts. When I come home at 8 o'clock after I drop the kids off. But uh, just that, the thought of that, of like just being home and just being done. And my weekend is here and it's 3.30 and I have nothing to worry about until Monday morning. That's nice. Anyway. I finished my homework. I sat at the kitchen table with my dad and we just chatted. I gave him a recap of uh, the previous night's Simpsons episode where Bart uh, pretends to be a kid named Timmy O'Toole after he gets his radio for his birthday and he falls into a well. And uh, it was brand new. I remember telling my dad about this brand new episode of The Simpsons. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, And then it hits you how old you are because that was 30 years ago. It was 30, almost 31 years ago. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Anyway, I don't know what that has to do with anything, but uh, it's uh, – I don't know where I started talking about that. My kid – I guess that was – I guess that's it. Like, just my – yeah, my kid's just uh, – the teaching thing. That was it. A year ago, uh, at the beginning of sixth grade, my oldest was still, you know, a lot of those habits from elementary school of just procrastinating and I – I can't do this. I'm not going to do this. And then, you know, figuring out, oh, it doesn't take me that long to do this. It takes me longer to get worked up about it. And uh, the uh, this child's writing teacher, who is a fabulous, fabulous person, just sent home 
it was it was an article that said it was the title was like just just fucking write something. I think that was the title of it, or just write some shit. It had swears in it, and I know I was like, she's like, uh, it's got some some language, and we just laugh. We're like, yeah. Well, we'll be the judge of that. Send it over. And it's like, oh, no, the F word. <laughs> and uh, it was just an article about writers who, you know, they, they, they paralyze themselves with their own thoughts and their own fears and their own whatever. And the article was just like, dude, just sit down and fucking write something. That's all. You know, stop sitting there saying, I, I'm not going to write until it's the most perfect thing ever. Just sit down and write something. And I don't know if that article or just the sixth grade thing or I don't know what it is. Maybe there's just something about sixth grade because that's when I flipped the switch and started getting my shit together and getting my work done. And from that Friday after uh, after Christmas vacation when I came home and got my work done and I had the whole weekend. I remember we rented NHL hockey for Sega Genesis. I played NHL hockey all weekend. I think Shimo came over and we played NHL hockey and it was just a fucking, it was great. And even waking up on Sunday, like the first Sunday like ever since school started, since kindergarten, where I woke up on a Sunday and was like, ah, Sunday, what will I do today? I don't know anything I want because I don't have fucking homework to do because I did it on Friday. Let's go have a great fucking day. And that's what happened. And that was pretty much the rest of middle school, the rest of high school. Um, and a lot of college, too. I, I recall I mean, college is good because like, I would leave my class and I would just go to the library and do the work. Uh, you know, if it was just if it was reading or if it was like a pay, I, I don't know. I don't remember college anymore, but I would do shit <laughs> before. You know, college sometimes though you can't help it. The all nighter is is inevitable. But eh, fucking college, man. Ugh, I don't miss that. Anyways, uh, but this was a fantastic teacher. And helped my kid tremendously, like personal attention. And so she sent an email home with that article. And we wrote back and said, thank you so much. This was great. And that was it. You know, stuff like that. But you've got some of these parents that are just every fucking day. Oh, adult male in Boston Public School District contracts contracts monkeypox. Hey, that's great news. Monkeypox is coming. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, anyways, uh, the the teacher thing. I just thought, man, it would, it would be, well, what a, I, I think about like just, it's just timing, right? Like my parents were teachers at a time where the cost of living was incredibly reasonable. And the pay for teachers has always been good in that area in, in New York State. And probably most of New York State. Uh and so, you know, you're going to get to a point where it's like, wow, we, we, can, uh, we, can really, uh, we can really enjoy our lives now. And not that they couldn't before, but like, yeah, you got a pension, you got whatever retirement savings, you had Social Security. Uh, they, <laughs> they live in a, a fantastic house whose value has, at the very least, doubled in the 10 years since they moved there. Um, <laughs> if not 
more than doubled. And it's like, yeah, that's pretty good. And they get up on a Monday morning. Oh, that's how this all started 32 minutes ago. I said, happy Monday. And then I get, <sighs> I was planning to talk about other stuff. Anyways, uh, but it's, 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 uh, it's not, not bad. And I, on the other hand, have no, uh, there's no, there's no plans for the future. That's just not how I operate. I'm starting to operate better in that regard. Well, there's the thing. I had 401k once upon a time and I had a pretty good, you know, a decent, uh, decent. I, when I started my career, I feel like I was doing things the right way. Like I got a full-time job and good benefits, health insurance. 401k I think they matched up to four percent maybe in my first my first go around with 401k and I left and I had the 401k moved into you know the new job and they paid a nice amount of 401k and I've always had and now I and now I have zero 401k for reasons that are not worth mentioning right now um yeah just very annoying reasons uh but anyways so yeah i have there's nothing i have zero anything lined up for the future obviously that's about to change because every penny that i've uh made in the last several years has gone into uh yeah paying off debts and getting ready getting ready to get ready for the future oh the orange line's open wow has it been four weeks already the orange line's opening back up today how exciting I wonder how, what's the over under on a <laughs> number of days before the orange line spontaneously combusts? <laughs> oh my God. Fucking orange line. Ugh. Anyways, uh, people shit on the red line. I've, I've always found the orange line to be the worst of the. But anyway. Um, boy, there's football to talk about. There's so much to talk about. But. I decided to go off on a tangent, which is so unlike me. But I, I just, uh, it's just funny, like, when I think about it, like, man, that's, that's pretty good. Like, just to, just to be, and this is my problem, is, like, I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. I still don't know what I want to do. I'll think about stuff, and then I'll be like, eh, because I never want to just sort of, like, pigeonhole myself into anything. <laughs> excuse me but uh just the fact i mean like yeah that my parents both are like oh yeah i'm gonna be a teacher and then they went to college and they got their teaching degree and they got their teaching certificate and master's degrees and all that stuff and uh and then and then they you know they did the thing for 30 some odd years and change and and now they're just enjoying which they should because they work their asses off that ain't an easy gig but uh i guess it's yeah i mean the fact that there were a lot of years where they didn't have to worry about email because email didn't exist and that's just an extra additional layer uh (laughs) of communication that you can have to just always be able to reach the kids' teachers, which I just feel so bad for te- the extra expectations, you know, and, and, and when, you know, and it used to be, it used to be when a kid fucked up, it was the kid's fault. 
and never the teacher's fault. Now it's always the teacher's fault. We can't, you know, and look, the, the truth of it is sometimes it's the kid's fault. Sometimes it's the teacher's fault. Sometimes it's a little of both. But 30 years ago, it was the teacher's always right. <laughs> and now it's the teacher's always wrong. And my child is can do no wrong. Uh, as evidenced by the fact, I think I've mentioned uh, somebody that, you know, a, a, a friend or a clo- somebody that we know uh, told me recently how they said to a teacher's face, you should not be teaching at all. And that pissed me off. But what really pissed me off is that it was a teacher that I know very well and who I know to be an extraordinary teacher. Like one of the best super smart, super everything. And I don't, I don't, you know, I don't care. I'll just say, (laughs) and, and, and like, is a, is a, this is a teacher who's a published author who, uh, because my, my oldest is such a good writer that was, you know, they, they, that's why they had this teacher in fifth grade, um, because to help foster the, the writing ability. Because my kid's fourth grade teacher pulled us aside one time and showed us a sample of the writing. And look, you brag about your kids, but, you know, to a certain extent. <laughs> and I looked at this writing and I said, I didn't even know my child. This is, this is from my kid. Not that I couldn't believe it was my kid. Just that, like, any fourth grader writing, like, this writing sample that we saw. And I just looked. I said, oh, my God. This child wrote this is un, this is amazing and he's like yeah he's like I'm blown away like I almost fell out of my chair cuz as good as I was expecting it to be it fucking like blew me away so they put my kid in the in the with the fifth grade teacher who was very good with people who are good writers and my kid got better at writing as a result surprise surprise and the parent that I was talking to uh, said, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know this teacher was a published author. And I said, well, yeah, I mean, that wasn't something that, like, she didn't pull the whole class aside and say, hello, class, I'm a published author. She just pulled my kid aside and us on the parent-teacher conference and said, by the way, I don't really, you know, I don't really announce this to the world, but I, I've I've had a few things published. And so I, you know, I know some of the ins and outs. So if you ever have any questions, need any advice, need anything, like, and I just said, this is, uh, these, uh, they're so good, these teachers. They're so good. And that's the thing about New Hampshire. The schools themselves are rated maybe not as high as others because, at least where we are, because there's so many kids. And the fact of the matter is there's a lot of kids who don't speak English because it's a city and it's very diverse. And that's one of the many things that I like about the schools that these kids have been in is not is the fact that not every single person looks just like my kids, which is like where I grew up. And, uh, and that's not that it's wrong per se, but it's not as helpful. It is, it's important to be just, yeah, to have, you know, my kids elementary school had a million in the, in the cafeteria cafetorium or whatever the hell it's called. Uh, flags all, all all along the wall, it's like all of the flags, and they all represented all of the nationalities that were 
represented by the student body of the school. And there's a lot of flags. <laughs> and uh, and, every, and something they add to it sometimes every year, you know, like that kind of thing. And it's just a it's it's just a neat thing to look around and be like, wow, this is you know this little old little old place in New Hampshire with all these you know all these people from all over, uh, which is cool. Where I grew up, not not so much the case. <laughs> they were from as far away as thirty miles from here. <laughs> that was the diversity. <laughs> oh, your parents are from down. Oh, their parents are from Queens. Whoa. That's uh, uh, totally super duper diverse. Uh, <laughs> you're from Vermont? Oh my gosh. How diverse. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, what was it? Yeah, so you got, you got teachers who honestly don't make a ton, but they're, they're there not to make a ton. They're not there to make money. They're there to make a difference, and that's what they do. But I was so furious when this uh, this parent was talking about, oh yeah, I said I said to the teacher's face, you have no business teaching. And I said, well, what's your teaching uh, degree? Where did you get your teaching degree? Oh, you don't. You don't have. Well, where did you get your college degree? Do you have a? Oh, 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 I see. But you're an expert on teachers somehow. You have your like your PhD in. Uh, like school administration or something, or uh, like behavioral sciences. You know, you you're qualified enough to say that this teacher shouldn't be teaching. Oh, you're not. You're just saying that because she dared to, you know, maybe suggest something that you didn't like. She she said something that you didn't like about your child. And that's, uh, yeah, great. And then you wonder why teachers are fucking treated like shit because you've got people, you know, saying that, that, you know, oh, they're indoctrinating your kids. Yeah, with fucking math facts. Oh, no. This teacher has a, <laughs> has a rainbow flag. They're indoctrinating your kids. Uh, yes, with tolerance. Ah, uh, the horror, the horror. Oh, my gosh. And then, yeah, teachers are treated. I, I can't, I can't imagine that there was a worse time to be a teacher than right now, as far as just treatment and people not thinking that you're any good and thinking that they know better than you do and that their kid can't do anything wrong. So that's an oh, Toby, you had your breakfast. Um, so it's like a little. It's got to be just super frustrating, I would imagine. And I see things sometimes on social media from people that I know personally, friends who are teachers, and uh, you know, talking about some of the the experiences they had. And I said, "Yeah, I'd be done. I'd just be done with the whole profession." Uh, and that's not the case with everybody, but uh, yeah, when you factor all that in, it's like, "Geez, Louise." But when I yeah, my parent, hey, well, I, I I thought about that, and I'm like, I'm, I my mom, you know, was a teacher. And got tenure and then finished up and retired. And not to say that there wouldn't have been some interviews along the way, I'm sure. But probably, it's probably going on 45 years or so, 40, at least 40 years since I thought, oh my God. Like, I've I've had more interviews... (laughs) 
I think uh, I think I've had more interviews in the in the last year than a lot of people have had in their entire life. I haven't had any interviews in the last year. Actually, that's a bad it's a bad statement to make because I've been at the same place. And it would be nice to be just done with interviews forever. But anyway, uh, that all goes back to me saying Happy Monday. It's Monday, and just <laughs> just think of all your. <laughs> think of all the people who are retired right now, which is most of the people who are, you know, my parents' age and aunt and uncle's age and friends' parents' age and that kind of stuff. People who are in their 60s and up are pretty much all retired at this point. Like, wow. You know, and both a year and a half ago at this time, both of my in laws were still working full time every day. The grind. And, uh, and, and yeah, they're both retired. Like everybody's just like, okay. And I, I've never had any hope ever or any expectation of retirement, but I, I start to think, yeah, it's something's going to have to change pretty sometime soon, even before the retirement thing, just as far as like, yeah, so that I, <laughs> so that I survive long enough to, to be retired for Christ's sakes. Cause that's honestly, that's all I want to do. I want to I want to learn like I want to learn musical instruments and and form a band with my kids. They're maybe not so keen on this idea, but you know, I got one playing a couple of instruments, I got the other one learning the drums, and I would love to learn the guitar. Like 16 years of me saying I'm going to learn the guitar and then not learning anything about the guitar. <laughs> and then uh and then guitar hero and rock band came out like 15 years ago I'm like who needs real guitar we've got guitar hero yeah <laughs> um but yeah it would like that that thought because i never have eh, really any time free times a little bit you know here and there on a saturday a sunday uh, for the last year, my evenings are just pretty much me stopping for an hour or so to have dinner and then go right back to the desk and do work. And I, and that's the thing, and my parents, yeah, my dad, he taught school all day. And then there was a couple of years where he was a teacher and he was the assistant principal and he was refereeing basketball. And he was getting another his like eighteenth master's degree, so he could become a priest when he retired. Like, you know, the guy never slowed down. And that's the thing. I thought, like, oh, what's my my dad's not going to be able to retire? He's going to go crazy after like two weeks, if even two weeks. And he retired, and yeah, there was there was an adjustment because it, you know you now you're at a much different speed. It's a much different pace. Much different uh, requirements, <laughs> fewer requirements in a lot of ways. And you know what? You know what they do? They have a great fucking time. They go on vacation whenever they want to. They live in North Carolina, so they can drive easily to the you know, Hilton Head or any of these places. And uh, yeah, they take trips. They go out to Colorado with my. You know, they they do fun stuff. They make. European vacations and you know all these things, and uh, and then the rest of the time you know they have their uh, they have a few different places they go to exercise and work out and stay in shape, 
and get in better shape to continue to be you know really healthy uh they're social you know they they've and and you know what and i talked to my this is the thing that blew me away because uh, they were always my mom in particular was always a pretty early riser i mean you know 536 and this is this is in retirement and then in the last i don't know sometime in the last year uh, I remember sending a text to my mom once at like 7.30 and I didn't get a response until well after 9 o'clock and I thought something was wrong. Uh-oh, what's happening? Because my mom is very responsive to texts and she's up very early. In those early hours of the morning, she's, uh, you know, whatever, reading the newspaper and, you know, just kind of just enjoying a nice, quiet, alone time in the wee hours of the morning, in the pre-dawn hours of the day. And, and then, yeah, sometime in the last year, I sent a text and did not get a response for hours. And then I, call, and then I called because I was actually like, this is not typical. And I called and my mom, it was like a little after nine, and she answered and she was like, hello? I'm like, hi, are you Okay. Yeah, no, I'm just waking up. I'm like, just waking up? What are you, from like a midday nap because you've been up since four? And now, you're, no, no, I, I go to sleep late now and I wake up at like nine, 9.30. And I just like, I, I another thing, I almost fell over. Like, who are you? Uh, but you know what? They Now they just enjoy, now they're back to like, my parents are doing, the schedule that I would do if I didn't have anywhere to go, any place to be, just nothing, just to just worry about myself. And uh, they stay up, they stay up until midnight, one o'clock, two o'clock, watching shows on Netflix or something like that. And then they go to bed and then they sleep until they're ready to get up. And then they go to the you know, Orange Theory and the other places that they go and they work out and they do stuff and they keep busy and they you know, gardening and all the other stuff around the house. And then they really, you know, and then they relax too, but they don't even, they don't even know what day it is half the time. It's like, ah, that'd be great. Cause I sure as shit know that it's Monday right now. (laughs) I am very, very aware of the fact that it is Monday. Monday's still not the worst day though. Cause you know what? Tonight there's a Monday night football double header, which I got, I got worried because last week Monday Night Football started and there was just the one game. I said, "Oh man, did they take away the, they take away the ESPN the Monday Night Doubleheader?" No, it's on tonight, and the one game is on ABC and the other game is on the uh, ESPN. And uh, what the hell is this, Lauren Spitzberg? Uh, who cares? 7.15 ESPN and ESPN2 Titans Bills, Vikings at Eagles, 8.30 p.m. on WCVB and WMUR. Uh, yeah, great. Um, so it's so, okay, good. They're doing the Monday night doubleheader. They just did it a week late. That's fine. And I completely forgot, like, oh, my God, yeah. I'm sitting there. I'm like, ah, this is, these Sundays are nice. I haven't heard Joe Buck's voice. Have I just not been paying attention? And I totally forgot. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are now, they're on ESPN now. They're doing Monday Night Football. 
it's crazy the the broadcasting uh, upheaval where yeah you got Tarico and Collinsworth doing Sunday night football on NBC. Uh, you've got uh, 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 Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet doing Thursday night football on Amazon Prime. You got, like I said, what's his name and what's his name? The Fox guy is now doing Monday Night Football, Aikman and Buck. You still have Nance and Romo are still there on CBS, but I'm sure that's not going to – well, I guess they gave Romo a, a new contract because he was – there was a lot of talk that he was going to jump ship and head to ESPN and be uh, the voice of Monday Night Football. But now they have Aikman and Buck. Oh, man. Yay. But that's good because now you don't have to hear him on Fox. And I – if there's one game that I don't watch, it's Monday Night Football. Not to say that I don't watch Monday Night Football, but I usually don't. I'm not, certainly not. It's very rare that I get to stay up and watch those nighttime games. A Sunday night game, yeah, if there's a holiday the next day. <clears throat> Thursday night game, that's probably the one because I'm probably going to be up uh, doing work until well after midnight, so I'm probably going to see most of the Thursday night game. But I'm not watching it. The volume's down, and I turn around every few minutes to see what the score is, catch some, catch a play or two here, here and there. <clears throat> so yeah, it's and I guess uh, Greg Olson and whoever they've got, Greg, those are like the lead. Those are that's the Buck and Aikman on Fox now, and I, man, I don't know. I'm just, I've just never, like Greg Olson's very good. Uh, it makes perfect sense that he'd be on there, but I, I, uh, not, not his biggest fan, I'll say. Um, I, there's just something, I don't know. It's really, it's the way that he talks. It just annoys me. It just annoys me. Sorry, Greg Olson. I'm sure you're fine, but anyway, and you got still that Spiroditas. Spiro Didas, Didis, Dedes, Spiro Didas, Didas on, uh, on CBS, who's another voice that I absolutely can't stand. It's like nails on a chalkboard. It's like a plastic spoon on a styrofoam cup going the, the wrong way. <laughs> um, oh, I'm shuddering thinking about that sound. But that's, that's, that's Spiro Didas, and it's just the way that he says his S's and his T's. It drives me fucking bananas uh but speaking of football man it's been (laughs) the week one of the nfl i i did my picks which i posted uh, only a week late so they're completely irrelevant hopefully you just skip that episode altogether uh (laughs) i went nine and seven last week in week one but i'll tell you i we didn't i didn't see a whole lot of college football last saturday because we were driving home from new york and then got home and, I don't know, just took it easy, I guess. Uh, watched a little of college football that much. But I, but this weekend, uh, boy, I saw Syracuse and, and Purdue, what a game that was. and It's just that the sounds, and even my wife who hates football, she doesn't give two shits about football. Um, but she, it's, it is, it's one of those things that I, I guarantee you this. My wife's going to outlive me by I don't even know how many decades, but I guarantee you, I guarantee you, not every single weekend, but when I'm gone, my wife is going to put on college football 
just because the sounds of it will well unless she hates me it's possible that um it's possible that you know she doesn't want any memories of me <laughs> and her and her new uh boyfriend or husband or whatever uh will be like i'll be i'll be forgotten at a because i've said too like look you can get you can fucking you can get remarried at the funeral for all i care just as long as you take my corpse and stuff it and put it in the bedroom you can get married i mean like you can uh, you you can you can have sex the day of the funeral i i don't even it doesn't matter i'm dead what do i care but just you know just have my just take me to a taxidermist is all I ask. <laughs> and, and, and uh, yeah, just hold up that end of the bargain and I'll hold up mine. The great thing is there's nothing I can do about it if she doesn't do that. And uh, anyway, but I, I feel like, cause my wife, she said the other day, she's like, oh, I just, she's like, I hate football. I don't care about college football. I don't care about NFL. And I, you know, she'll watch the big games and, and get excited sometimes, you know, Patriots stuff or whatever. But, uh, <laughs> she yeah she did say the other day she's like uh, i she, i heard that music you know at the end of august when she first heard the college football music on espn you know you know what i'm talking about right the great yeah um and she just got really excited she's like oh i love that music because i know that fall is right around the corner and it's going to be colder and the leaves are going to change and Halloween and Thanksgiving and Christmas and all of all that stuff. And so I'm sure that long after I'm dead, uh, she'll be playing. She'll flip over to college football every once in a while just to hear the, the, the sounds. And she loves, um, she loves falling asleep. She said, I love it when you have football on because it puts me to sleep like immediately. She's like, if I want to take a nap, if I want to fall asleep, I listen to college football, and it's so it's so calming and soothing, and uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, this one, right? Hit me with it. How do you not love that? Yeah. College football, baby. Oh, the Queen's motor cage is carrying her core. What, what was it, like, eight months ago that she died? Didn't I say this on a recent podcast when they – I think it was the day that she died, whatever day that was. I don't even know. Was it, like, two weeks ago? I don't even know. It was probably only a week ago. It feels like years that they've been talking about this broad. Uh, uh, I fucking hate the royal – I hate any of that – like, uh, the weddings – and then you have friends who are really into this shit and they're posting all over social media. Oh, it's so exciting. And the queen and the prince and the, uh, Kate Middleton. And, uh. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, who cares? Do not care. She's dead. Can we move on, please? Oh, 
Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so that college, I, it, I just, it's just such a nice feeling. And it's, there are really, when you look at it, you know, baseball. There's barely any time when baseball isn't. People are like, oh, yes, it's spring training. Baseball's here. It's like baseball's been gone for like two months. Relax. NBA is gone for like three months. Hockey, you know, these these sports, <laughs> basketball and hockey, they end in June. In the preseason, by September, October, there's preseason games. You don't have a lot of t- So it's like, but you don't, you know. If you miss a game, it's like, ah, there's a million games. Who cares? With college football, I mean, NFL, there's there's few, relatively speaking. Uh, college football, it's even fewer. This thing starts at the end of August, and uh, like the week after Thanksgiving is the final weekend of the regular season. <laughs> and, you know, basically, so from August until Thanksgiving, it's really, it really is. You've, it's three months out of the whole year that you got. And yes, the you know, there's two, three weeks in December they have bowl games and stuff like that, which eh, those are typically not so great. Um the real excitement to me of college football is in October and November. So it's just it's always it's a happy time, you know, Saturday and just there's it's overwhelming. There's, oh, there's too many games. And ESPN doesn't have that goal line channel anymore. That was like their college football version of Red Zone. And they don't do that anymore, which sucks because that was like – that was the channel to watch. I, I wonder if maybe people were upset because everybody – I don't know. I don't know. It was probably too hard to do. There's so many games. You're trying to follow like the touchdowns of all these – you can't. It's got to be hard enough to do it for the NFL. And you're never going to have more than like at, at the most eight or nine games at one time is the most you're going to have. College football, there's hundreds. <laughs> so anyway, uh, it was a good Saturday of college football. The last two Sundays of NFL have just been great. A week ago, I came on here and said, I'm just not really feeling the NFL season this year. Yeah, Right. I was I was not feeling it so much that I subscribed to the NFL Sunday ticket <laughs> for the first time in I don't even know five years because I was like I want to see all the games <laughs> I want to see the it used to be like I would just say like no red zones plenty I get the games that they'll give me you know Patriots probably a lot of Tampa Bay games which is true. And then whatever else they throw at us, that's great. And then everything, I'll just see everything else on Red Zone. Who cares? But there's just something that's so fun about having all of those little screens and all the little, all those little football games. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's also fun because there's still baseball games. On. It's like this is it, man. Once football comes back, you're just in. You're just heading towards even better and better times, sports wise. Because yeah, you're gonna get in a few weeks. You're gonna have baseball playoffs. Next month, you're going to have the NBA starting up. Uh, college basketball will come back at the beginning of November. It's just uh, – it's, it's, it's wonderful. It's just wonderful. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited. And then, I, and then the XFL, the Rocks version of the XFL is coming back uh, in the winter. So you're going to have football after football is over. It's uh, just a – just a fantastic time to be alive. <laughs> the fall. Um, but yeah, the, the boy, the games have just been 
It's just close ones. And then all these comeback. Week one was like all the close nail biter going into over like two or three overtime games and a lot of really close games and all this good stuff. And then, uh, excuse me. And then, uh, yeah, uh, uh, sorry, reading emails like an idiot. And then this last week was like games that were just close and went into overtime this week. The theme was major comebacks, like all these teams that were down. <laughs> like, I mean, even in college, that Purdue-Syracuse game was like 9-3 to three at halftime. And it ended up like, what was it, like 32-29, to 31-29 to 29 or something like that. And like the second half, it was just a shootout. And that was the half that I saw when we got home from lunch. We had a nice birthday lunch for the... For the 11-year-old, the newly turned 11-year-old, uh, yeah, had a, had a nice lunch at the, out in the country at the Gibbet Hill Grill. Good steaks, all that stuff, beautiful. Um, and the oldest and I went to the barber shop before that. And by the way, that's the first time somebody other than my wife has cut my hair, I think in about seven years. The last haircut I got from a place yeah, it was right when I moved here, and my wife was still in North Carolina, so she couldn't cut my hair. So I went to a place, and I thought, well, I'm starting a new job. I'll get a nice, nice shiny new haircut. And she did just – and it was fucking super cuts, which there's nothing super about those cuts, as you could imagine. Same with hot cuts where I used to go at the mall. There's nothing hot about those cuts. There was only Chad uh, hitting on me. And continue every time I get a haircut, he'd be like asking about my love life and be like, that's ah, fine. And he, every time he would end it with, well, you could turn gay. <laughs> like, okay, I could. And in retrospect, you know, there wasn't a whole lot going on for me at that time. I probably, you know, that would have given me something to do. <laughs> Anyways, hot cuts, super cuts, great clips great cuts sports cuts sports clips. you know it's just whatever you want to call it it's just like shitty haircut place and some of them have tvs or you can watch a football game so i've been telling my oldest like listen if you're very particular about the hairstyle that you want go to a barber we should be going to a barber shop I've been saying that for the last two years. Eh, eh, eh. Supercuts. Like, okay. Because they went to supercuts and they actually did get a really good haircut one of the times they went to supercuts. And then, but then sometimes they go to supercuts and it's not so super. And that's what I tell them. I say, well, it's, it's, you know, sometimes it's good. Sometimes you, you just never know. You're rolling the dice when you go to this place. Go to a barber shop. They're going to give you the same haircut every time. So a month ago, we went to the barber shop, five star barber shop whatever it's called five-star barber shop i think it's called in dracut new uh, dracut massachusetts uh it's about 20 minutes from here and it's great it's just fantastic and uh so we went saturday and i actually i said you know what Uh, my wife just she does enough and then for me to every few weeks come and be like can you give me a haircut this weekend and then have to go to a store and buy some newspapers to put down on the floor. And she has to cut my hair. And it's just like, ugh. And then I have to, and then there's hair everywhere and you got to clean it up. 
and it's just there for days. Even though I get the Dyson out and I do a pretty good job, but not, it still doesn't matter. There's always going to be something. I said, you know what? Why don't I just go to the goddamn place and pay him the, the 30 bucks or whatever it costs and get a, get a trim, shave the beard, the whole thing. I'll tell you what, man, this guy, Stanley the Barber at, uh, at Five Star, just did a phenomenal job. And I, I don't ask much, but like, you know, because I got the ridiculous mop on top and then it's the sides and the back that I want very short. And that's what he did. And he asked me, do you want to, you know, trim the beard? And I said, well, I didn't, I only signed up for the haircut, so it's okay. You don't have to, he's like, no, no, I'll do the beard. I'm like, okay. Oh man, this guy, he trimmed, uh, he trimmed the beard. He trimmed my eyebrows. He trimmed, like, he trimmed my eyelids. Like my eyelids were closed and he's like, I could feel the razor scraping against. It was a little nerve wracking, but not too much. And then he gets the fucking, he's putting the cream on whatever the hell this lotion stuff is, this goo on my face. And then he gets the hot towel and he brings the hot towel over and he puts the hot towel on my face. I'm like, oh, that's fantastic. Then he gets that little, you know, those little handheld massage dealies. And then he's massaging my head and my face. And it's just like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And uh, and good grief for me and for the child. It was like 55 bucks or something like that. Like, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's not 1998 where a haircut costs $10. And I'm more than happy to pay $55 for two haircuts if that means that I'm getting a hot towel and a massage and the whole thing. And and then this dude, you know, he barely, of all the guys in there, his English is probably the weakest. But you know what? For my youngest, we pointed to a picture of the time that they got a really good haircut and said, hey, can you do this? Yeah, Stanley the Barber didn't just do that. He did it and then some, and it's even better. And I instantly, we, I said, that's the best haircut you've ever had. And, and yeah, and the 12-year-old said, yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's unbelievable. And I just kept looking. I'm like, that is such a good haircut. And even, if, even when it's, like, messy, it looks great. I mean, it's just awesome haircut. And uh, I said, see, that's all you had to do. Because the last time they didn't fully say ex- exactly what they wanted. And there were parts that were a little disappointing. And so the night before school started, we were driving all over every hair salon and barber shop in town to see if they had any openings at, at 7 o'clock at night. And guess what? They didn't, of course. Uh, but this one, we went there and now uh, the kids got like this perfect haircut. It was just great. And there's a top. There's top donuts is right down the road, so we get a box of donuts, which is exactly what I need, my fat ass. But nevertheless, uh, yeah. And then we we came home, uh, got dressed, and immediately hopped in the car, went to the grill, had a nice lunch, very good lunch. Went out to the pasture. They have you know you got dairy cows roaming around in the field uh, outside. You can. It's just it's just a great place. It's fucking great. They have these appetizers, these empanadas that have uh like barbecue like pulled pork pulled pork empanadas and they so much stuff there is homemade like they have homemade irish cream if you're into that sort of thing and they just it's just oh my god it's just unbelievable it's so good and that used to be the spot that we went to once a year for my wife's birthday but now my youngest is uh very much <laughs> very much into uh very much into that place and says, oh, yes, that's where I want my birthday dinner as well. 
<laughs> everybody's birthday dinner at the Gibbet Hill Grill. It's pronounced Gibbet Hill, but I just I can't I can't say Gibbet. That sounds weird. Uh, anyways, yeah, it was so it was a good weekend, of, and and I had watched college football and had a little nap on Saturday afternoon, and uh, and then on Sunday just watched NFL football. I did some. I posted podcasts. I did some work work, you know, for my job. And I watched a ton of football. And it was it was nice. It was a rare, like, hey, we don't have anywhere to go. Next weekend, I don't think we have anywhere to go. The weekend after that, we're scheduled to go camping. But I don't know. <laughs> I'm not getting a lot of, like, excite, uh, excitement about that from the, from the gang. But it would be nice to just, you know, we've gone camping once this year. It would be nice to. And we've got, like, a great spot. It's down by the water. It's by the lake. It's it's like I, I we're we're gonna go camping. <laughs> of course, I don't know. I, I might have to work that weekend. Who knows what's going on? Uh, I just want time off. That's all I want. I just want some time off. Uh, oh yeah, that's what. It's an hour and twelve minutes later. The thing I was gonna talk about was like we've been you know every Saturday for I don't know how many weeks we've been trying. The wife and I have been mostly watching horror movies. I may have talked about them. Uh, there was the one called The Watcher, which I really liked, where they moved to this apartment in, I don't know, Prague. I have no idea. I can't remember. I can't remember. No, it's somewhere. No, no. It, yeah, it's somewhere in, it's Romania. Well, anyway. Uh, and there's this creepy guy across the street, and he's just standing there in the window all the time, just staring out the window. And the girl's really freaked out. It's just one of those... It's exactly the kind of movie I like, where it's just really creepy. It's not super violent, I don't think. I mean, a little bit at the end, but yeah, it's great. And then uh, Black Phone. I mean, that Black Phone was way back over the summer, but that was really good. Some disturbing scenes that were very, very hard to watch. Uh, there's one where, like, the dad is, uh, you know, he's whipping the daughter with his belt, and it's the acting is too good. It's like, oh, that's fucking... I don't like that. But the movie itself is, is great. Uh, X. Is it called X? Where the, the Texas is somewhere in Texas and they go to this remote farmhouse and they rent, uh, you know, they've got a cabin on the, on the property to rent and they're gonna, that's where they're going to make their porno and then they're going to all become big-time porn stars. And uh, and weird stuff starts happening, and the creepy old lady who lives in the house is—it's just great. It's just fucking great. Uh, and then the uh, what did we watch? Oh, we watched Men uh, a week or two ago with Rory Kinnear and this girl. Uh, her her husband is dead. Um, yeah, whatever he she goes and does a you know airbnb at this huge uh english manor somewhere in the countryside and the caretaker is just an offend a friendly bloke and uh you know she's just gonna unwind and relax and he plays all the all the men are played by this same guy and then she goes for a walk in the woods and there's this creepy naked guy following her and then she goes to the church and the priest who's also played by Rory Kinnear he plays all of them he's 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 a dick and everybody's just being a dick and it's you know they're terrorizing her and all this stuff and 
It's just, it didn't necessarily get great reviews, but I fucking, I thought it was great. I loved it. So did the wife. We thought it was good. And then, (laughs) then this past weekend, we watched a movie that I can't remember the name of. Um, Where's my iTunes uh, library here? Uh, Watcher, yep. Black Phone, yep. X, yep. Men, yep. (laughs) We watched X and then Men. (laughs) Ha ha. X-Men. Oh, adorable movie. Marcel the Shell with shoes on is the name of it. Very, very, really sweet movie. This little claymation kind of shell thing and it's done like a documentary it's super adorable i think jenny slate does the voice of marcel the shell uh and then oh we have this movie called brian and charles which we haven't watched yet but it looks very funny and a guy brian makes a robot named charles which is just played by a guy it's just played by a guy with a cardboard box over him with like clothing on and the you know it just it looks very funny uh, we haven't gotten to watch it yet. We watched on this past Saturday. We watched a movie called House of Darkness with Justin Long and Kate Bosworth, and it is—it's the most boring movie. Oh my god, it's so you know. And it's—I I think it—I think that it thinks that it's uh, a little more intelligent and clever than it really is. It's. <laughs> It's just a lot of very. It's it's why it's it's like watching a play. First, they're sitting in the car after a date, or after you know they met at a bar or something, and he's driving her back to her huge vampire-looking castle. By the way, her her name is Mina, and her sister's name's Lucy, and it's like okay, oh, I caught that reference that every fucking person on the planet knows. Um and it's just it is it's just like watching a it's watching a stage show but it's a movie and it's just nothing but dialogue you know and it's a nice you know the atmosphere i guess the creepy place but it's you you know what's coming it's just like when is it going to happen and it doesn't happen until the very very end so (laughs) um and then the and then the thing happened, and it's like, okay, who cares? But they're just oh, they're just talking and talking the whole time, and they, I don't know. I just I never felt anything other than I'm watching a play. <laughs> I I do not recommend it, House of Darkness, but I do recommend Marcel the Shell, and I recommend Men, and I recommend Black Phone, and I recommend Watcher, and I recommend X. And I know there's something else. Oh, we watched They, Them probably about a month ago on Peacock. Terrible. Just so bad. It was like watching a made-for-TV. I don't know. These movies all look like Lifetime movies. No matter what they're about, they all look like... It all looks like shit, like Christmas stuff that you'd see on the, the Hallmark Channel or the Lifetime or Wii, if that's even still a channel. All that shit. That was bad. There was something. Oh, we watched a, an old movie on Peacock. I think I've told you this. We watched a movie. I think it's called The Children. And it's uh, <laughs> it was 1980, I believe it came out. And it's a, it's a trauma. I've probably already said this. It's a trauma 
movie and which they're known for a lot of these kind of you know over the top sort of schlocky horror campy kind of you know just real but 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 that's the fun part you know with a lot of like kind of cheap special effects and blood and stuff like that and um and this movie was great it was so bad it's so bad but it was enjoyable and it's uh, i've i've already said this uh, yeah the kids turn into zombies that hug people and when they hug people they burn their skin off they melt their flesh they're driving home from school in the bus and they're all singing the wheels on the bus you know all that shit that you know 99 bottles of beer and all that crap and then there's this fog from the from the local plant because uh, these two knuckleheads at the beginning with their big giant wrenches, they didn't tighten the bolts enough or something. And so shit leaks into the thing and then it makes this fog. And the fog doesn't affect grown-ups at all. It only affects children and it turns them into hugging little zombie kids. And when they hug you, your flesh melts away. And uh, yeah, it was it was very stupid. <laughs> it was very bad, but very enjoyable. And now we're getting into, I just, I wish my TV, it has all the streaming apps. I wish Shutter was one of the apps on the TV. It's an, it's on the Xbox, so that's good. So got to go get into Shutter and see what, uh, I haven't, haven't watched anything on Shutter in a while. So I'll have to, have to get on there and see what's, what's happening. <sighs> There's just, and that's, that's all I want to be. That's why I want to be retired because I just want to, uh, I want to sit I want to catch up on wrestling, like my backlog of wrestling shows, mostly AEW, but I've got like, I'm at the point now where I've got like, Jesus, I've got like 12 weeks of SmackDown, like the entire summer's worth of SmackDown I haven't seen. I'm still behind on Raw. And Raw and SmackDown are leaving Hulu in a few days, which it's perfect for watching those shows on Hulu because they give you abbreviated versions. And Hulu is great as far as, uh, you know, the, the 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 buffering and all that stuff because you can you can just hit the skip button a million times in a row and it, it just it keeps up it's great anyway uh oh and i finished cobra kai yesterday and i'm very sad that cobra kai i just i always just rip through cobra kai um which again if i was retired it would have been in a, in, a, in one sitting probably but you know, I like to I like to try and push it out a little bit. I I like uh, as nice as it is to binge something because you just can't get enough of it. It's nice to also have something to look forward to. And a very good season of Cobra Kai. As I'm just I sit there watching it and I'm just like, wow, I can't believe we we get this show. <laughs> I subscribed to YouTube just so I could get Cobra Kai years ago when Cobra Kai was on YouTube. Now it's on Netflix, and. Uh, I feel like comedians in cars getting coffee was also on YouTube. Am I wrong on that? I feel like that started on YouTube and then came to Netflix as well. Anyways, um, yeah, Cobra Kai. You just watch it. It's like, oh my gosh, like Daniel Larusso, Chosen, Johnny, Crease, Terry Silver, like. These characters from different movies who never some of whom never crossed paths in the in the movies, and now it's like, wow, Johnny Lawrence talking trash to Terry Silver, chosen and Terry Silver doing battle. I mean, like, it's just I just love it. I fucking love it. 
it's just so great. And it's like watching wrestling because one minute, you know, this one's a good guy and then he's a bad guy. Um, anyway. Oh, God, I don't... Uh, anyway, I guess I really do have to go. It's been way too long. Um, okay. But those are some of the shows. Cobra Kai is just great. It's always... I just... I. I forget about it because I watch it so quickly and then it's gone for a year and then it comes back. But this year was nice because, what do I think it was December, th- I think New Year's Eve was when the last season of Cobra Kai came out. And so we only had to wait like nine months to get the new one. It's great. I hope, how great would that be if the next season of Cobra Kai came out on this upcoming New Year's Eve? I don't think that's going to be the case, but it sure would be nice. I just, I just fucking love it. Love Cobra Kai. Uh, I feel like there's something else, but I can't remember. So I'm just gonna end it now. Uh, yeah, and the football's been great. I mean, and I got the oh, I got the oh my my Steam Deck finally arrived. So I've been I've been playing Stray, and I'm really enjoying that. That's the the game with the little kitty cat. And uh, in the dystopian uh, society, well, it's not even dystopian anymore. I think the humans are all dead, and it's just robots. It's just robots who do everything. And but then there's these little weird <laughs> balls that chase you and try to kill the poor little kitty, and you have to you have to shake them off or outrun them or outsmart them and lock them in a cage or something. And uh, it's just fun. It's just like there's not you know. You press A to jump up on a on the different surfaces. Uh, you press B to meow anytime you want. You press Y to interact with something. Um, you know, if you want the cat to pick up something that's that you're able to pick up in the environment, it's just very good. And I started playing some Death Strand. I mean, this is like I don't have a lot of time to sit in front of the TV and do my video games or anything really i don't i don't get a lot of tv time and when i do it's something like a saturday where i want football on the tv i had i had five screens i think one two three four five yeah i had five screens (laughs) the wife was napping and came out and didn't realize at first and looked over and saw that i had like i had four (laughs) i had four tablets on the coffee table and then the TV, all on college football, I think, except for, I think one screen was on the Red Sox. And then I had my portable video gaming thing, and I'm playing Stray, the kitty cat game. And I'm listening to a podcast. I think it was, <laughs> so that's what I do. I, it's very stressful because I have to have everything just right. It used to be I would just come home and I would turn on the TV and put it on the surround sound so I could listen to TV and then play video games on the TV. So I would have the audio of television and the visual of the game. And it was uh, life was much simpler back then. And now I have to have uh, there's as many screens as I can on as many game, football games as I can and my video games too. But, uh, yeah, it's great, man. I'm, <sighs> there's part of me that's thinking like, boy, do I just want to start over on Elden Ring? Uh, on the Steam Deck, I have it on the Xbox. Do I want to just start Elden Ring over again and just have it on the Steam Deck so that I can play it? Because I, I never, I just don't, I don't have time to play Elden Ring on the TV and get it all fired up. But if it's on the Steam Deck, where I could just kind of, yeah, I don't know. 
but either way, it's like, oh boy, uh, there's just, and there's so many great games on sale and stuff I've never played. I mentioned Death Stranding, which is so far very good. You know, a lot of people didn't like it. They thought it was too slow and too, you know, but like, that's the whole point. It's slow. It's got a deliberate pace. The music's great. It's got Norman Reedus. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's good. It's good. <sighs> And the kids are, uh, the kids are very <laughs> immersed in Splatoon three. Uh, what did that come out about a week ago? A week ago, Friday, September 9th, I think that came out. And so the kids have been going nuts playing Splatoon. They play Roblox. They both they get these gaming PCs that could really, I mean, shit looks amazing on these PCs. And so they play Roblox. <laughs> and they can't get enough of roblox which i guess that's my that's karma after after that was the one game that they were forbidden to play because i didn't want them getting you know harassed or something online i didn't want weird stuff to happen online and now my kids are the ones doing the you know they just sit there laughing they're like it's so fun to troll these little kids i'm like god damn it you know, those gaming machines can do a whole lot more than Roblox, right? Remember you used to play, like, Forza on there and uh, Grand Theft Auto? Can't you go back to just murdering people in the streets in Grand Theft Auto instead of bullying, like, actual trolling actual people? <laughs> yeah, setting a good example. Oh, baby. All right. Uh, yeah, archery starts this week for the... For the oldest, it was supposed to start last week, but there was rain. And uh, I was excited because last week I was in the office on Tuesday when archery started. I was like, oh, good. I don't have to go to the first one. I love it. And the, t- the instructor is such a sweetheart. But it's, it's just, you know, it, it, can be a, it can be a little boring. And, it uh, you know, but anyways. And... Um, and it, it got delayed because my wife was going to be the one to have to bring uh, the oldest to the archery thing last week. But then it got pushed back. So now the it's only a four-week session and it starts – so now it starts this Tuesday. And I will probably be available <laughs> to take my kid to fucking archery. Uh, or maybe I won't. I don't know. I've, I do have meetings that go till 4.30. And then the music lessons have resumed. for The fall sessions are back. So my youngest is doing violin. Oldest is doing the drums. Uh, the oldest wants uh, wants a drum kit, and I'm you know, it would be shitty. Even though there's no room for it, it would be shitty for me to not do. Like the kids really, uh, you know, taking an interest in this, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna rent a storage unit. Even though we have a storage unit, <laughs> we're gonna rent another storage unit that is bigger, can actually fit some stuff, and uh, yeah, and we're gonna move a lot of things into that storage unit so that we free up some space around these parts. And, uh, so that way, uh, the kiddo can have, you know, we've got the little practice drum thing right there. It's just one, it's just the one drum. It's really just to practice, you know, the hand, you know, getting comfortable holding the drumsticks and, and drumming and all that. But, you know, there's, there's a limit to how much you can do with, with just one little drum pad. 
but it's good for practice. And uh, but like an actual drum kit is is really you know a, a good beginner's sort of kid, not a kid's drum. You know, I'm not getting like a Fisher Price drum set, <laughs> but you know like a real drum set. But I th- and I think they have a specific one in mind that they want. So once we clear out a little bit of space, uh, as yeah, shit's changing, man, because, like, the last few weeks, my oldest has been, most nights has been sleeping in our guest bed, which is guest bed slash toy room, um, which really serves no... Pr- I, and I was talking about it, I'm like, yeah, we, we just need to put, like, all these toys into storage, the ones that we're not going to sell, because nobody's playing with this shit anymore. Nobody's playing with that WWE ring, and they used to, Uh Nobody's playing with any of this stuff. It's just taking up space. So we got to get it out of here. And then there'll be some room for drums. This was the computer room at one point, but it's now the kitchen table is the computer area. <laughs> and having, having a meal at the table is not something that's going to happen. Any has not happened. But once we get shit cleaned up into the storage space, then we have, then we can just, you know, that's the thing. It's, it's, I don't know that we have a lot of stuff. We just don't have a lot of space. So, and then when you bring a cat in and this big cat tower and these cat, you know, litter box, all this other stuff that's now taking up space, then you have even even less space. So, that's the plan for some time. And that way, you know, when it's like winter, we can put instead of keeping like camping gear, tents and stuff under our beds, we can just take it to the storage unit and leave it there for seven months while it's not being used and bicycles can go there instead of jamming them into this little storage closet that costs way too much money here at our our complex uh you know just stuff like that it's always a big production to go to our storage closet because i have to take everything out okay the halloween bins I'm gonna get that out. I gotta have the bike. Okay, the bikes need to go back because it's Christmas time and there's no more bike season. But I gotta take the now. I gotta put the Halloween stuff back and get the Christmas stuff out, and then we'll put up the Christmas stuff. And then I gotta put the Christmas stuff back. But I want to have the Christmas stuff at the front of the storage closet so that when Christmas is over, I can easily get it and take it and fill it with all the Christmas shit before I put it. But we're gonna get like a fucking garage. So we can just put anything and everything that we want to in there and still have plenty of room left over. And that'll probably just be a storage unit that we just have, you know, at least until we get a house, if not longer, just to just to not have. Because that's the other thing, like shit, it's nice to store. And, and I get it, man. I wish I wish I could go back 20 years ago in 2002. I would have bought some land and I would have opened up storage units. I would have just fucking... Oh, I would have just been open. And maybe I probably should still do that and just just put storage units because that's all that's all you see. Everything's everything's cash for gold and storage units, which gives you a good idea of how much unnecessary shit we all have. But when you look at the fact that you can literally buy anything, that didn't used to be the case. You bought whatever was in the store. Now you can go online. You can get anything. You can find anything. Everything exists somewhere. And so, of course, you're going to get it, and then you're going to, after a while, be like, I don't need this. What am I have this for? Where am I going to put this? So even, even if we have, for, good, for goodness sakes, even if I got like a four or 5,000 square foot house, which I don't necessarily, that's a lot. That's a lot. I, I, I got to tell you, I like this tiny apartment. 
even though it's, you know, we need more space, clearly. But I love the fact that I just, you know, there's no stairs to go up and down. There's no, I don't have to like, I don't have to try and figure out where my kids are. I can just look in one of like three directions. And if I don't see them, they're, that means they are, I don't know, at school. <laughs> so I, I like that. But even if we had 5,000 square feet and a whole bunch of storage space, I would still, I would still want to have a bunch of shit in a storage unit. Not all, not a lot, but but some stuff. Just because, like, uh, you know, I don't. I, what am I gonna do? I don't, what do I want this at my house for? But and just to have that option, right? To like to 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 not even, you know, you could have like a nice like some kind of attic or basement or some kind of room where it's just like, yeah, th- I don't want that though. I don't even want that. I don't want like boxes piled up in a basement. It would be nice to just use a basement for like you know entertainment recreation just everything that we have is has some use instead of just storage oh yeah we bought this we bought this house because uh, we like the storage space storage space no i just want to so i think we'll get a a garage of some kind anyways that's so fad that's so fucking interesting yeah um that's it i i swear there's some other thing that i feel like i need to talk about but i can't remember so who cares? Um, or some, well, yeah, there, there's other things, but we'll do that next time because it's an hour and a half now, and it's it's like it's like nine twenty, <laughs> so it's time to get to work. All right, gang. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for stopping by. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your Monday. It's just the greatest day of them all. But it's not the it's not the worst day. Tuesday's the worst day. Monday, you've got Monday Night Football, you've got Monday Night Raw, you feel a little refreshed from the, it's like, okay, you had the weekend, it sucks to have to get up and the alarm goes off and everything, but it's like, eh, I'm fairly refreshed, Tuesday's the worst, Tuesday to me is just like, oh my god, there's nothing good on TV, we're not far enough along in the week where it's like, okay, you know, Wednesday's hump day, Thursday's the pre-kend, Friday's Friday, Saturday and Sunday, obviously, so it's like Tuesday's the worst day. Enough with this Monday shit. Tuesday's the Tuesday's the day you hate. All right. We'll talk to you next time. Whether it's Monday or Tuesday or whenever, we'll talk to you next time right here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Later, Gators. <laughs>